Hello and welcome to the latest Lancet podcast. Richard Lane with you on Monday, July the 22nd. This week we're discussing a research article published online today, July the 22nd, and this concerns epilepsy, specifically with psychiatric comorbidity. To find out more, I spoke to one of the authors of the paper, Dr. Sina Fazel. Here he is, introducing himself. Sina Fazel, I'm a Wellcome Trust senior research fellow in clinical science based at the Department of Psychiatry at the University of Oxford. Sina Fazel, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. You're one of the authors of a paper we're publishing on July the 22nd. And this concerns epilepsy, but specifically it's looking at epilepsy with psychiatric morbidity coexisting alongside it. This looks like a, a very interesting topic. We're obviously going to discuss in some detail what your paper is about and its findings and conclusions. But before your study, how much has been known about the association between epilepsy and uh, psychiatric comorbidity? A reasonable amount. The problem with the previous work is it's been mainly in smaller studies, quite selected groups. So often very sick patients have been studied in some detail. But overall, I mean, there are a number of systematic reviews and they um, you know, cover maybe 20, 30 studies, but none of them more than a few hundred individuals with epilepsy. Most of them, in summary, they sort of give a range of about 20 to 50% uh, of individuals with epilepsy have some form of psychiatric comorbidity, so quite a broad range. So one of the things we try to do is give some precision around that and look at rates of illness before and after diagnosis and also look at some specific illnesses which are common, such as depression and substance misuse. In light of that, what were the specific aims of this study? And this is a Swedish population study. To Just run through the aims and the methodology in in your research. Like I was just saying, one of the things we wanted to do was provide some precision around rates of psychiatric morbidity because there is quite a lot of heterogeneity, a lot of variation in these rates. But more specifically, we were interested in premature mortality. So we looked at death rates by individual causes of death in people up to the age of 56. And one of the main questions we had was what effect did having a psychiatric illness have on these death rates? and um, what effect did it have on specific causes of death. In particular, we were interested in external causes of death, which relate mostly to suicide, accidents, and uh, assaults. And in terms of methodology, a population study done in Sweden, I mean, large numbers here, follow-up for 40 years. Can you give us a bit on that? What we did is we, we, we linked several longitudinal registers, um, and Sweden has a a system where individuals have an identification number which you can which is used across these different registers so we're able to merge data from these different registers we looked at a cohort of everyone born between 1954 and 2009 and then followed them up for up to 41 years and at the same time we were able to identify all the um, full siblings who didn't have epilepsy in the patient group Um, And so we found another 81,000 people on top of the 70,000 cases of epilepsy that we investigated. And that enabled us to look a little bit more in detail of um, whether epilepsy was actually causative or not, whether there was an independent effect of the epilepsy on rates of death and its relationship with psychiatric comorbidity. Let's talk about results. I found them really fascinating, actually, these data to read. The first thing that struck me but of course I'm not an expert in this area at all, that of the individuals with epilepsy who died, 
the average age at death was 35 years. Have I got that right? You do. And um, one thing to bear in mind is that we did focus the study on premature mortality. We thought um, you know, that was the, an area where there hadn't been a lot of information and um, an area where there would be most interest, we thought, from public health and public policy perspective and also clinically if interventions, if this study led to people reviewing interventions, it could potentially make a big impact in uh, reducing mortality. So the age of death, you're right, is quite young. I mean, some some of the people that, that died, died uh, as children. So, I mean, that, that would obviously influence those numbers and, and that average age. What we looked at were, were, were odds of death. And compared to the general population, of which we looked at 660,000 people in general population, um, compared to the general population, the odds of death were 11 times higher, individuals who had epilepsy. And compared to their unaffected siblings, it was also 11 times higher. So a really marked increase in odds of death in patients with epilepsy. And then specifically, you know, we, we, we do look at individual causes, so ICD, International Classification of Diseases has these chapters of death, and we look at individual chapters. We were quite interested in the external deaths, and there the, the odds of death are um, four, between three and four times higher. When you say external deaths, sorry, to what, what do you mean? So external deaths are deaths, um, external causes of death is what I mean, and they're, they're, they're uh, deaths from suicides, accidents, assaults. They're the three big groups. One aspect on that, again, not sure how much depth you can get from your study, is that epilepsy obviously is characterised by seizures and individuals having seizures presumably are going to be at a higher risk of accidents anyway and therefore possibly death. So that's a consideration, I guess, is it? That is a consideration. I mean, our data, we, we, I mean, we, we're not able to look in that level of detail at the in each individual case and what led to the, the death. But that is an important consideration. And hopefully, I mean... These data do speak to the importance of psychoeducation and education generally about about the risk of accidents, in particular falls, drowning, poisoning from using drugs, so medications and other and, and other drugs. We did find also, I mean, the, the, the rates of non-vehicle accidents were also high, not just vehicle accidents. These are new data. This magnitude has that been found in other studies? Not really. I mean, one or two studies look at subgroups of patients who die at younger ages. But overall, no, I mean, th- this level of precision is new, I think. We look carefully at other studies and other reviews of the literature, and this is many magnitudes larger than, than, than previous work. Other work also hasn't been able to look at much detail at individual causes of death, partly because of issues to do with power, statistical power and, and numbers of patients. And, and that's something, again, that we were able to do is look at individual causes and then look at specifically those with or without psychiatric illness. The big question, of course, is we have this research, we have these data, and powerful data they are too. What do we do with them? I mean, there are clear implications here for epilepsy management. I mean, is this increased uh, risk of of comorbidities and particularly of suicide, the, the main finding? I mean, if that's not well known, clearly this has got to be woven into the way that epilepsy is managed. I agree. And one of the things epilepsy services need to do, I think, is just review how they identify and treat psychiatric illness. I mean, that's the big finding. And there's an interesting commentary that was written by um, Professor Sander 
in relation to our paper where he says, you know, that for, for, for a long time people used to ask in epilepsy services, one of the first questions they would ask patients is, you know, is this really epilepsy? And that would be the thing that would focus their minds. And actually now, you know, the, the, the move is to, to think about actually epilepsy and what else? You know, well, what, what else is going on? What, what other comorbidities exist? And I think what our study does is sort of highlight the psychiatric comorbidities in particular. And as I said, you know, I think epilepsy services need to review how, how they identify and, and treat these psychiatric illnesses. Because at a clinical level, uh, how is epilepsy managed currently? How, how involved are psychiatric teams with, with epileptic patients? Well, I think it varies. There'll be different models that, um, that, that are used in, in, in different countries. I mean, in, in the UK, for instance, some, some hospitals will um, have liaison, what's, what's called psychiatric liaison services, where um, they refer patients who, uh, to, to psychiatrists who have a sp- special expertise in individuals with physical illness, in particular you know, ne- neuropsychiatric illness. Other places will just refer individuals to uh, general psychiatry. And, I mean, the issue there is that general psychiatry has tended, particularly in high-income countries, to focus mainly on psychosis. And what we're finding in this study is that actually a lot of the psychiatric comorbidity, most of it is not in psychosis, it's in substance misuse and depression. And I think the, the, one, one of the, the, the quite novel things in this study is the, um, is the high rates of substance misuse and the importance of substance misuse as a determinant of premature mortality. And if you look at epilepsy guidelines and expert reviews in the field, substance abuse gets rarely mentioned, if at all. Um, and so that's another area that people need to think about is how to integrate uh, treatment for substance misuse into the clinical care, the routine clinical care of patients. The other thing I think which um, our, our data speaks to is, is that you know, there, there are also high-risk groups. And, and, and one of the things we found is that people within the first six months of diagnosis of epilepsy, particularly if they have psychiatric illness, they are particularly high risk of suicide. So it may be that there's some role for increased monitoring of patients early on after diagnosis and, and interventions around treating and also uh, treating with, with, with medication, but also psychological treatments around uh, the management of their, their illnesses. So there are some thoughts in relation to, to how it could inform management Really interesting paper, and of course it raises lots of questions, some of which you've just been addressing there. So Dr. Sina Fazel on the line from Oxford, many thanks indeed for talking to The Lancet. Thank you. Many thanks again to Sina Fazel, and do look out for the comment alongside this article. See you next time.